Welcome to the Oave Torah Daf Yomi class. Tonight's class is Kuf Nun Zayin, the last Daf in Shabbat. We will begin on Kuf Nun Vav by the Mishnah, and we will be going to the following Mishnah. We will continue from there at the Siyum. Says the Mishnah. So let's get started. You could cut up squash in front of the animal. You could cut up a, a carcass in front of the clay. We had this brought down, this mission was brought down before. If the animal was alive when Shabbat started, it's mukseh, because it wasn't meant for food, and then you're not allowed to chop it up. The fish, because it wasn't ready. Itmar, we learned in the Mishnah, Amar Ula, that if it was alive, you can't chop it up. He says that when it comes to the mats of a ship, Rav says it's Asur and Shmuel says it's Mutar. Now, the story with the mats of the ship since it was set aside to covering uh, commercial stuff, it should be mukseh. And Shmuel said it was allowed. So you see that Rav holds that anything was, that was used for commercial stuff before Shabbat is mukseh, you can't use it on Shabbat. Just like anything that was alive, like an animal that's alive that dies, you can't cut it up for an animal on Shabbat to use as animal food. Levi also that it's Asur. Why? Levi when they brought him an animal that was trefan yom tov, he would only look at look at it if he's standing by the garbage dump. Maybe it's not kosher. And if it's not kosher, I have to, I have to throw it in the garbage because I can't give it to the dogs. And therefore, since you can't give it to the dogs, I want it to be already in the garbage dump. And this way, if it's not kosher, I'll leave it there because it's muksa. I'm not allowed to move it. But if it is kosher, I'll move it away. Vishmul says, like we said before. Ziri also holds, like Vishmul, that, that, that he doesn't hold the muksa. The Tran, if an animal died on Shabbat, you can't move it from its place. He's talking about behemah that's made, that's kochim, but which sounds like only kochim only if it's a if it's a, a, a korban where you're not allowed to use anything that was already korbanized. You can't use it. That's when it becomes muksa. But chulin, it sounds like shapir I mean, You're allowed to move. Now how are you allowed to move it? Uh, it should be muksa because it was alive before Shabbat. So you see that. Ziiri agrees that there's no muksa. Who else doesn't hold the muksa? Now we have a famous statement. We know Rabbi Yochanan always holds like the Stam Mishnah. And we have a Stam Mishnah that sounds like there is muksa. What's the Mishnah? You can't split wood that was part of the beam of a house on Yom Tov. You can't use that. If you have a beam that broke on Yom Tov, you can't use it for firewood. Now that sounds like we hold like a Yehuda Yesh Muksa. And how can you say, and since it's a Stam Mishnah, Rabbi Yochanan should hold like it. So how can you say Rabbi Yochanan holds like Rabbi Shimon that ain't Muksa? Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan, 
He doesn't learn it to be a Stam Mishnah. He, he, his Mishnah reads, and therefore it's not a problem. Tashma, we have a proof. It says, You could start using a big stack of straw for a fire on Yom Tov. You can't use wood that's in the backyard. Now, the reason why it's allowing a stack of straw, because we're assuming that the stack of straw, everyone knew you, it was not muksik because you can use it for food. I'm sorry, you weren't going to use it for food because it already got decayed. And therefore, since you're not going to use it for food, it's already ready for this. But it seemed... So we assume that you weren't planning on using it for anything, and therefore it's muksa. And you see, he holds a muksa. No, Sumer says no. Hazim ba'arzi va'ashuchi. Over there, we're talking about arzi. That's very, very expensive wood, and therefore, since the reason why you're not allowed to use it is because it's chisalon kis, and everyone agrees. I feel that things that are very expensive wood, you're not allowed to use because you would that that is muksa machmar chisalon kis. The only machlok is about regular muksa. Tashma, we have another proof for about Rabbi Yochanan. And mashkin vishochtin et midbariot, you can't give water or shecht a animal that's from that's from far out. But you have animal that's in your that's in your pen, you are allowed to. Now why you're not allowed to shecht an animal that's far out? Must be it's muksa. So you see that that Tanakama or whoever, wherever it is holds a muksa, and Rabbi Yochanan always holds like Stam Mishnah. Rabbi Yochanan found a different Stam Mishnah that holds like Rabbi Shimon. And therefore he had to pick one. Bet says you're allowed to take the bones off the table. But you have to turn it and it falls off. We only know the flip, right? Bet Shemai Kribi Yehuda, Bet Hillel Kribi Shimon. So you see that Bet Hillel goes like Kribi Shimon, and therefore Rabbi Yochanan held like that. Beautiful. Says the Gemara, Palig Beir of Achav Ravina, Chad Amar Bechol Shabbat Kula Halachar Kribi Shimon. One says we always hold like Rabbi Shimon. The bar mius, except for mius, when something is disgusting, then we go like Rabbi Yehuda that it's really mukse and it's, we don't we and it's asur. And umayni who what's like that? Neriyashan, if you have a lamp that was used when it's made out of clay, it gets ichi, and that's mukse machmat mius. And that he agrees to that moksa. He holds like Rabbi Shimon, even that it's a halachah. If it's a isur, then the halacha is that we don't go like Rabbi Shimon. If something was lit on Shabbat, then it's really moksa according to everyone. There's no machlok about Chizuk Kis, and you can't say we go like Rabbi Yudah by Chizuk Kis, because even Rabbi Shimon agrees that Chizuk Chizuk Kis is Mukseh. 
when something is very, very expensive or, or set aside that you wouldn't use it on Shabbat. How do we know? You can move any keli on Shabbat, except for the large saw, and the coulter, which we said, which was the, the piece of the, that was the piece that you used to plow, the metal piece that you used to plow. That is still muks, that is still mukseh, and even the Bishimon will agree with that. Okay, we're going to stop over here. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen Amen. Be'ezdat Hashem. We will do the last Mishnah. And the Gemara following at the Sunnah. We're calling the rabbi. Call me up. Okay, we're doing the daf right now. You want to join? I said, okay, let's do it. I'm driving anyway. What's the... And I did the daf, 11 o'clock at night. And Baruch Hashem, I can say that we, uh, you know, we were behind, me and Mike in, in Florida, we were behind eight, nine dafs. We were sitting there plugging away every day by the pool with the daf Yomi and plugging away and doing it and... Mike on the face sitting, sitting nine hours learning Dafyomi. It's, it's an amazing feeling to even see the guys do it, you know what I'm saying? Not only me, myself, but to see everybody else doing it and getting involved, it's, it's an amazing thing. So I'd just like to thank a few people. Uh, first of all, like Mike said, the rabbi, without him, we would be nothing. I would be nowhere. And uh, he puts his whole effort into it, no matter where he is. Whether it's in Denver, Colorado, whether it's uh, in Lakewood, in Deal, no matter where it is, the daf comes to us. Timing is every day a little bit different, but Baruch Hashem, it gets to us, you know? At the end of the day, now we're back in normal routine, hopefully, with the shul being opened again, we'll have the daily daf. Uh, you know, everyone is... Welcome, everyone. Welcome, everyone, to the Ohave Torah daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is daf Kuf Nun Zayin. Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Shabbat Daf Kuf Nun Zayin. We will be finishing the Mesechet today, Bezat Hashem. A little belated, but never better late than never. The Mishnah is on Daf Kuf Nun Zayin Amun Alf. So the Mishnah says as follows: Mefarim Nedarim B'Shabbat. A person could be Mefir Neder on Shabbat. We should have more Gemarot. We didn't bring them. Okay. Uh, a person can be mefir neder on Shabbat. Mefarim uh, nederim is when a wife makes a neder. If a, a person's wife makes a neder, it's possible to do something called hafarat nederim, where the husband, on the day he hears about the neder, has the power to knock off the neder by saying he doesn't want it. It's not true by all nederim. It only happens on only works for nederim that affect the husband in some way. But nidanim that affect the husband, if the, let's say, for example, the wife says, you know something, I heard bad things about meat, I don't want to, I don't want to eat, I'm never eating, I, I make a neder, I'm never eating meat again. Now the husband knows he has to come to the Oave Torah, where they're serving half a cow. And he's not planning, to, he wants to bring his wife, and if she's not eating meat, he won't be able to bring her. So if on the day he hears about the neder, he chooses to say, I knock off the neder, the wife is allowed to eat meat that night, and it goes away. That's called hafarat nedarim. So, so the Mishnah says you can do hafarat nedarim on Shabbat. Vinishalim nedarim shehem letzorech Shabbat. You could also ask a rabbi to get rid of your neder on Shabbat, which which is a completely different process. When you're nishalim nedarim, you're doing hatarat nedarim, where you're going to a rabbi and you're mentioning and you're mentioning what neder you made and that you regret having made that neder and the rabbi either one rabbi or it could be a group of three non-rabbis and they can get together they, <laughs> three or ten and they can get together and be matir what we do hatarat nedim is not exactly that we're doing hatarat nedim a general thing this is you have to specify the neder and what it would be
That could also be done on Shabbat. You could, a person can stuff up a ma'or on Shabbat, a, a window on Shabbat. And you can measure a hole. And you could also measure a mikveh. Uma said there was a story in the days of the father of Sadok, One time they closed up uh, the hole in the wall with a tafiyach, with a jug, and they tied up a little vessel with gemi. To understand whether or not there is a hole in the barrel, we're going to see in the Gemara why they're doing this, why they're trying to check the, seat, the size of the hole in the barrel. Okay? And, Imlav. And from this, from their words, we learned, that on Shabbat you could close up a hole, you could measure something, and you could tie something on Shabbat. That's the Mishnah. Now the Gemara begins. They're asking a question now. Well, in the language of the Mishnah, the Mishnah had sounded like uh, there's hafarat nedanim and there's hatarat nedanim, and the Mishnah sounds like hafarat nedanim is first, and then it says you, you're allowed to do hafarat nedanim on Shabbat, and then it says you can nishalim. You could ask for nedanim on Shabbat, but there it says if it's letzorich, if you need it on Shabbat, which means it's only if you need that thing on Shabbat. For example, let's say you made a neder that you're not going to eat meat, and you're planning to eat meat on Shabbat, or you made a neder that you eat bread. That's a tzorech of Shabbat. But if it wasn't something like that, you can't do that for hadarat nedarim. Now the, Mishnah want, the Gemara wants to know, when the Mishnah mentioned the tzorech only by hadarat nedarim, was that specifically, that it's only hadarat nedarim? Or perhaps, it's even when it comes to hadarat, even when it comes to hadarat nedarim, it can only do it if it's tzorech. That's what we want to know. And if that's true, that it's for both of them, the reason why we only mentioned it by um by Hatar Anderim is because Hatar Anderim needs a betin and Hatar Anderim does not need a betin. Tashma. So the Gemara is going to bring a proof. Titani Zuti Debeir Papa. Bifarim Anderim Shabbat. They say that you can do Hatar Anderim on Shabbat. Letzorach Shabbat for Shabbat. Sounds like Letzorach Shabbat in. Shalot Letzorach Shabbat lo. It sounds like Hatar Anderim is only Letzorach Shabbat. Lishna Acherin. Another way to learn the Gemara. So that would answer the question that's saying that both of them have to be the Zorah Hashabbat. Lishna Achrina, but there's another way to learn the Gemara. Says the Gemara, Ibayilhu, we asked the question. Letzorah atzravayu katani, vishelo letzorah lo. When we say letzorah, that it has to be for a purpose, is that on both cases? Is that on hatara and hafara? Right? Vishelo letzorah lo. Alma hafara nidim me'et le'et. If so, we could figure out that hafara nidim has 24 hours, which means as follows. We know the husband's only allowed to knock off the neder if it's on biyom shom'oh, on the day that he hears, as it says in Pashat Matot. Now, we don't know what the words biyom mean. 
Sometimes the word biyom means until the end of that very day. So if you make it at in the afternoon, you only have till the nighttime. Or it could be a 24-hour day. So the Gemara is trying to figure out, does, does it mean that? Now, if we say that hafarat nedanim has to be shilol letzorich, then we're assuming that you have a 24-hour day. Why? Because otherwise, let's say a woman makes a neder that's not letzorich of Shabbat. A woman makes a neder that during the week she's never going to eat bread. So the husband can't be mefirin on Shabbat. And but if, if, when Shabbat's over, he won't have any time to do it. So we're going to figure out from here that it must be that it's a 24-hour day, which gives the husband enough time to be able to knock off the neder. Good. Koyam, Tashma. We'll bring you proof. You see from here, is challenges that. Didn't we say sounds like only that day? And you can't do it the next day. So we were saying all along that you have 24 hours. This brighter sounds like, the mission sounds like it's only during the day, which means... Oh, let's finish. There's a kula and a chumra. Ketzad. Shabbat. If you made neder on the night of Shabbat, Shabbat, v'yom ha-Shabbat. You could do it that night and the next day. Till the night time. If they did it almost when it's dark, if you made a neder when it's almost dark, then you have to do it right before night. So the Gemara sounds like we have a machloket. Which, make, it up, make up your mind. Is it 24 hours? Or is it right away? You with me, Kobe? Good. Says, yeah. No, Tanaihi. It's a machloket Tanaim. The Tanya will enter the Raita. Hafarat Nadim Kolayom. It's all day. According to Tanakama. Beautiful. So we have machloket Tanaim on the subject. As the Gemara ends, there's a machloket Tanaim Shimshin. Some say it's Me'et Le'et, and the others say that it ends at the end of the day. Now we said, Vinishalim Ledanim. Ibailu, we asked the question. When we said that you, you could allow to ask a question, you're allowed to go to a rabbi to get rid of your neder on Shabbat, does that only mean that you couldn't have done it before Shabbat? Or maybe, even if I could have done it before Shabbat, since I need to do chali on Shabbat, I want to eat chali on Shabbat, I'm allowed to do it. Again, the case, for example, is a lady made a, made a, or a man even, made a neder, he's not going to eat, bread, then he gets to Shabbat, he realizes he can't eat the chali. So he goes to a rabbi and get rid of it. The Mishnah said you could do it. We want to know, is that only if you made the neder on Shabbat? And therefore you had no time to do it beforehand? Or even if you had time beforehand, if it comes to Shabbat, you could get rid of it. That's the question. Says the Gemara, Tashma, the rabbis got rid of the of the neder of Rav Zusha Berei the Rav Zira, even though he could have done it beforehand. Shmami, now we see from here that it doesn't make a difference whether or not you could have done it beforehand. Either way, it's okay. Then we say, we said there was a story here yeah. where there was a dead body in between two houses. Right? The gigit, and there was a barrel on top of them. And the barrel on top of the dead body had a break in the middle. There was a break in the barrel. They closed up the ma'or. They closed up the window of the house. Because if they didn't close up the window of the house, the tum'ah 
which would which was being held in by the barrel would go into the house. So before the the the, the person passed wow. away, they closed up the hole with one of these um, barrel with one of these um, jugs. The huh. And on Shabbat, they wanted to measure the hole that was in the barrel. Because if there's a big enough hole in the barrel, then the tumah would go up and wouldn't go in the house. So they they tied something around it, so they could put the the they tied something around. A, a, let's say a, let's say one of these things. They tied it up with um, gemi, and they put it in to see if the hole was in the barrel was big enough that the tumah would go up to the sky and not end up the other way. So all, from here we learned that you're allowed to tie these things on Shabbat. They did it with gemi, you're allowed to tie it. Says Gemara. Here now, this is the last part of the Gemara, and there's a story which we end off with. Says the Gemara as follows: Ula ikle leberesh kiluta. Ula showed up in the house of the resh kiluta. Chazil Rabba Barav Huna diyativ beuzna demaya. It's a very interesting story. He walks into the house and he sees that the rabbi is sitting on Shabbat in a jug of water, in, in a jug of... Uh, it doesn't say hot. It doesn't say the water was hot. <laughs> Freddie's trying to get a hetet to take a shower on Shabbat. But uh, that's his father's thing, I think. Oh, rabbi. Hold on one second. So the rabbi was sitting in this barrel on Shabbat. Yes, I put it back on. Yaakov took care of that. Amen. Okay. <laughs> And and the rabbi is measuring the barrel to see how much water is in it. Now we know that you're allowed to measure a mikveh on Shabbat, which is for a mitzvah. But you're not allowed to measure how much water is in the barrel. So what's he doing? So, So the rabbi told him, he said, I don't get it. Why are you measuring the water? The rabbis only let you measure the water of a mikveh on Shabbat. Because that's a mitzvah. Measuring a mitzvah is allowed. But you're measuring it's not a mitzvah. mitzvah. How are you allowed to measure the water that's in your, in your bathtub on Shabbat? To which the rabbis answer, to which he said, He said, I am not, I'm not really measuring. I'm just playing. I'm mitasek, I'm playing with it. Uh, Rabutai, I saw a beautiful thing. Done? No, yes, we'll stop over here. Um, the person has to treat his uh, tzedakah as a business. The person giving tzedakah. You can give tzedakah any way you want. But if you treat, if you know that your tzedakah is, tzedakah is your real estate, you only want to give it to uh, institutions that are verified. People, we, we, the, the lesson of the, of the Gemara is that we want to focus on Torah as our business. And if we do that, Hashem, Hashem will take care of us as His, as His employees. And when you're Hashem's employees, everything's on the business. And that's all we need to do. Okay, ready to do this here? Okay. We have uh, uh, Take a picture of this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll do it. 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 I'll do
Yeah, yeah. I was in the last group. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Perfect, no? Another 